Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another podcast with Justin Bennett. Now, a couple podcasts ago, if if you didn't listen to this, I, I highly recommend that you do, and you should also share it with all of your friends and family. Justin was preparing for a 100-mile race in Colorado, and he's still alive. Justin, make sure everybody knows you're still alive. I'm here. How he's you doing? Here. <laughs> good, good. Not only is he still alive, but he he also thrived and completed the race in under the 30 hours that was needed. Our team here uh, was celebrating and, and watching you. Uh, one of our team actually haven't had an app and she was giving us updates. So we were all super excited for you and really, really proud of, of that because that's a heck of a deal. Now, you probably learned something from this, Justin, and we were talking about the mental preparation you needed to prepare yourself for the race. And now that the race is over, let's talk about, you know, what you learned and your experiences. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the race too, if you don't mind. Yeah. So there are eight specific things that I'd like to share that I took away from the 29 hours and 11 minutes that I spent in running and running, you know, in the Rockies. Before I go there, Matt, I do want to mention a little bit about the race because I think Oh, yeah, is something that I, you know, a lot of people ask questions. And so, so the race for those that are not clear is it starts in Leadville, Colorado, which is roughly 11,000 feet up in the air. It goes 50 miles out and then 50 miles back. And so it's an out and back. It's all trail running. It's in and over the mountains and through rivers and all that kind of good jazz. And so as you can imagine, there's a lot that happens over the course of your time running that is unexpected. And I kept hearing that and I wasn't sure what was going to happen to me because, you know, you don't know and you think you know. And But a few things happened to me that I wanted to share. And the first one was at roughly mile 40. So at mile 40, you start to ascend and go up over Hope Pass. Hope Pass is arguably the toughest part of the course. It's four miles up and four miles down the backside. And it is a very, very tough part of the course where, you know, I think the grade is about a 45 grade. So it gets to be very, very challenging. So I've got 40 miles under me going into Hope Pass and I start the ascend up, you know, Hope Pass. And, you know, frankly, a lot of strong climbers at that point started to go faster than I was going. And I had to, as frustrating as that was, had to accept that and recognize that it's not a competition against others, right? It's a competition against time. And time in this case was you had to complete the overall race in 30 hours and you get a belt buckle. But there were cutoffs along the way. So if you don't hit these certain cutoffs, you're out of the race. So you have to you have to literally be aware along the way. But at mile 40, I'm starting to go up and these people are moving ahead of me. And, you know, frankly, I was completely shot. I'm like, I'm done. I put my head up against a tree. I mentally was like, this is, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I made it this far. However, I, I recognize that, you know, there was something inside of me that said, you got a lot of work to do. You just got to go figure out where that energy is to go do it. And, and accomplish it. And not to mention, I felt as though I had a tremendous amount of accountability in place 
being that, you know, all the people that were following me wanted to kind of see that I was checking into each of the aid stations as along the way. So I, I this support and, and, you know, accountability helped me drive through that first spot, which was, I call it a dark spot mentally, was at mile 40. I ended up going up and over down the backside, and then you have to turn around and come right back up and over. So that was kind of hard. But I think that the, the, the real dark spot to me was at mile 75. So it's like 1246 AM. And at this point, I've got my pacer because your pacer can pick you up at mile 50 and they could run from mile 50 to mile 100 with you. And so we, you know, had been running from mile 50 and we're closing on mile 75 and it's 1246 in the morning. And, you know, so it's pitch black out. We've got our headlamps on our forehead and, you know, we're running along and I forget what we were talking about, but we were trying to keep busy. And all of a sudden, unexpectedly, the skies opened up and we were caught in a hailstorm. So we were getting clobbered with pellets of hail out in the middle of the Rockies. Now we were coming down off of a mountain and we were running through a field at this point, And we knew that the next aid station was mile 80. So we knew that we had to go from mile 75 to mile 80 and then we could at least regroup. But the challenging part was that the temperature of the, you know, of the air was plummeting. So it ended up getting down to roughly 36 degrees. And as you can imagine, body temperature starts to go down as well. You know, we're running with t-shirts and shorts on, not expecting a hailstorm, but it happens. It's hail season in Colorado. So we're getting clobbered and we end up getting into the aid station. And my pacer, you know, unfortunately, she did not have warm clothes to change into. So she ended up at that aid station stopping the run. She probably could have continued had she, well, she definitely could have continued. She was a, an inspiring human being and, you know, just a very, very strong runner, but she just didn't have the, the gear to change into. So, but what I did was I, at that point, all mental thoughts were going through my mind. As you can imagine, the biggest thought was I'm done, absolutely done. And so I told my buddy Drew, who was my crew, I said, Hey, can you pull up the rental car and crank the heat and my body shaking? I'm on the brink of hypothermia and I don't even know what's going on. I'm like walking around aimlessly. So I jump in the car and I spent like 22 minutes in the car warming up and contemplating whether I was going to go from mile 80 to mile 100. And through some support of my pacer and my crew, they said, hey, the, the, the work is done. You got 20 miles. You've done 80. You just got to get it done. So, you know, good, simple advice and dif- at a difficult at a difficult time is, is always is always refreshing. So I put some warm and dry clothes on and I set out from mile 80 and I ended up, you know, finishing the race. And I kind of latched on to some people along the way because most of the runners at that point, I think almost every runner had a pacer. And here I am with no pacer and I'm just kind of, you know, the lone wolf running along. And, you know, as I'm moving along the trail, I'm, hey, you know. I'm I'm from New Jersey. Can I join you? <laughs> hey, I'm from New Jersey. Can I join you? <laughs> so, you know, I met some friends along the way and it, it was it was very, very enjoyable to to say the least. I know it seems weird to say it's enjoyable for, for twenty miles of a hundred mile run, but those were some things that I just wanted to point out. But Matt, you wanted me to share some things that some takeaways, right? Well, yes, and, and part of that obviously is be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hail, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah. so what are the takeaways? So I, I mean, I, these are prepared takeaways and they're prepared in the sense that, you know, after I finished, I did go get my belt buckle and then I went back to the hotel and I slept for a couple of hours and then I started to scribble down some takeaways that were fresh because I think it's important to capture them when they're the freshest. And so, you know, the first thing that I that I took away was, 
in all domains of life, playing the long game is much more enjoyable than getting caught up in the day-to-day rat wheel. Life is a journey. Enjoy the ride. So that was the first thing that that you know, became really, really clear to me. And I, I do want to mention that for the first 40 miles or so, I was running with a friend of mine that I had recently met, Adam Trubeau, who's from New Mexico, unbelievable human being, like absolutely incredible family guy, married kids, runs a super successful real estate business, has a tremendous amount of humility. And I mean, we had going into the race, figured we were going to run as much of the first 50 as we could together. And he's uh, he's a complete animal. And so he definitely helped me get through mile one to mile 40. He was one of those strong climbers that just kind of took off. So, you know, he's uh, he, he's incredible. And I want to mention him because he did help in the first, you know, 40 miles and, and beyond, frankly, because we were we were making some good time in the first 40 miles, which gave me the ability to sit in the car for 22 minutes and warm up. If, if we had not done that, I would not have been able to finish in under 30 hours and it, I wouldn't have been coming back to New Jersey with a belt buckle. And I was just in search of a belt buckle. The second thing that I could take away is those who succeed the most are those who support the most like-minded people who are in search of a common objective create power and opportunity that becomes difficult difficult trying to do on your own or to compete against the next person so that's like a whole nother like transformational realization right which i know is probably very abstract to a lot of people because we live in a very surface level competitive world but that was something that really became clear to me the next thing the third thing that became clear to me is that the mind controls the body the body doesn't control the mind now you know i know a lot of times people try to refute that but clearly during my two dark times that hypothesis was proven to be accurate number 4 it's amazing how many people care and support when i thought those same people are aware but just didn't care it's flattering and humbling to me to see the outcry of the support. So, I mean, like it was unbelievable to see how many people not only knew that I was doing it, both leading up to it, but during it and after it, but actually did care and reached out. I mean, it it was, it was definitely very, very moving to me. People probably don't realize how moving it was, but that to me was just incredible. Number five, to be able to have a network of people all over the country who are like-minded is very comforting. And to know there is another person so similar to me, 2000 miles away is pretty cool. And that's being that, that I'm referring to is Adam Trubau, who I mentioned earlier. So to me, that was really, really cool. Number six, life is a mental game. We live in this three-dimensional form, which is called a body. And that is simply our vehicle to travel through life. Now that's a heavy, that's a heavy, heavy kind of realization or takeaway. But when you're running a hundred miles, man, you <laughs> you think some heavy stuff. So I had to I had to put it down in writing and capture it. And um, you know, maybe one day, Matt, we'll we'll come back to that one. But right now, we'll we'll kind of move over it. I'm happy to explore it and further discuss it, but it is a heavy conversation. Number seven, my relationship with time has developed. 30 hours once seemed like an eternity. However, when you can enjoy the now, 30 hours is not that long. If we enjoy the now, life will continue to move quickly. Not that we want it to move quickly, but it just will, right? But I think living in the present moment is very, very key. And number eight is success and legacy is not measured by increasing your profits every year in business, but rather the impact you make on lives of people the relationships you had, and the amount you were able to give, which again is another 
heavy realization. But I think we get so caught up in business that we have to have an increasing year over year profitable year, which yes, is attractive. I like that. Um, I enjoy that. Most of the people that we work with like that. But ultimately, that's not you know, success and legacy is not measured by just that. It's measured by the impact that you make on lives of people, the relationships that you have while, you know, you're spending your time on this planet and the amount that you were able to give while on this planet. So I think those are eight things, Matt, that to me became really, really clear when I was running. And then ultimately I was able to put them together in writing and share them. Yeah, that could that could be a book, man. Uh, we should talk about that a little bit. That was, and there are some things there, Justin, that I would definitely like to to unpack a little bit more and to dive a little bit more, more deeply. But man, that was super awesome. And congratulations, man. Thank that you. Is- well, you and your peers at Top Advisor were awesome in supporting me. So I appreciate that. And I'm glad the app worked out. The app was kind of cool. It was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And at every aid station, you kind of ran by this machine. It wasn't like anything other than like a little machine. And there was a chip in your bib and it and it detected that you were entering into that aid station. Mm-hmm. And then it recorded it in the app. And then people were all over the country being able to follow the runners and see that they're still breathing and living and moving along. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, Justin, again, uh, for, for, for all of the listeners, you know, congratulations. You, you did have a, a lot of support. We're all very, very proud of you for, for finishing the race and even doing the race entirely. I love what you've learned. Those are amazing lessons for, for life. For those of you who didn't write those down, please go back and, and listen to the podcast again. In fact, we'll try to make sure that we bullet point those in the show notes. Closing thoughts, Justin. Closing thoughts would be simply, you know, you, if you think of something that you want to do in life, in business, in whatever it may be, you can do it. You're going to probably find a lot of headwind along the way, most of which is artificially artificially manufactured in your own head. But if you can kind of clear that a little bit or enough to you know, go out there and execute what it is that you want, you can get done in life, whatever it is that you want done. And with that... If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time Justin comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. For everybody at Bennett Financial Group, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic for a new podcast very soon.